Welcome to the Reality Revolution. I'm your host, Brian Scott. We have a fascinating quo channeling on a variety of topics from responding to oppression, the effects of EMF saturation, to the likeness of raw to other entities, and the end of the last ice age, even Gobekli Tepe. These are all fascinating topics. Quo is a principle or group of higher density beings who answer spiritual questions through channelings from a group called LL Research. They are intricately related to the raw material or the law of one sessions. And definitely check out my previous episodes where I've talked about them with greater detail. This was a channeling delivered on November 16th, 2022, very recent. I am Quo, and I'm with this instrument at this time, and we greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator who made us all and who lives in us all. We are most happy to be with this group this evening. It has been some of what you call time since we have been able to join this group. However, there's always that time within each soul that is eternal so that we are always with you as is one infinite creator. At this time, we would ask if there is a query with which we may begin. Yes, Quo. We have a question from our dear friend Pupak who asks, when we are faced with insurmountable force of oppression, when every shred of our humanity is threatened, when the oppressing side is militarized and heavily armed, how could we not succumb? If we take up arms and use violent means to defend ourselves, we become an oppressive force ourselves. If we don't use fierce opposition, we get killed. My question is about the right use of power to preserve our existence and to change the field from one of oppression and taking life to one of freedom, dignity, and respect for life. I am Quo, and I'm aware of the query, my sister. We would first say that we would ask that you take our response as that which is our opinion and which we hope is helpful to you, but that you leave behind any portion of our response that does not ring of truth to you. For you have within you the answer to your own question, and we hope that we may be able to bring forth this answer from you in a manner that is meaningful to you in your life experience. You speak of the times within your own country of origin that is now facing the great time of choice. The time when those practices of old are being called out for what they are, the inability to see love in each person, male or female, that has been there forever and shall be there forever. It is a time of potential change. And those of you, such as yourself and your comrades, who are making this point so saliently, have now begun the time of change. The power of love is the power that needs to be used here, but used in a way which sees the inevitable presence of love in all beings, even those who are called the oppressors. If you are steadfast in your belief, steadfast in your manifestation of the changing times within the country of Iran, then there is the power of love that moves between you and those who are with you on this journey of change, and also those who are not apparently with you, but who seem to be antagonistic and willing to take the life in order to preserve the way that things have been for so long in the history of Iran. This power of love that you share with everyone on the planet and everyone in Iran and everyone in your daily circle of friends is a power which has effect only when it is exercised. Exercised in a manner which may be able to reveal to all the oppressors 
and the oppressed, that they are truly one, that the one creator exists in all. It is your task, your challenge, and your ability to become the giver of love to all so there, there is the opportunity within the imagination and within the actual manifestation to feel the power of this love moving between you and those that are your oppressors. This is a type of imaging which comes from your heart. As you open your heart in unconditional love of the one creator that has made the creation of love and light in which exists in every moment of the creation so that it may be called upon and utilized in this instance so that that power moves from you to your oppressors in a circle of beingness so that it may be perceived by those who do not feel that love at this moment but are at the heart of their being the soul of their being still hopeful within the incarnation to be able to make this leap of faith this leap into love so that it may also be manifest within their being for all are one being the one infinite creator and many have come to this third density illusion in order to discover that and to discover that from its antithesis as what is manifested in a great deal of the beginning middle and toward the end of a life pattern this is the great chance the great challenge and the great hope of all involved in this conflict use your power of love to bring the power of love forth from all that you encounter you have the means to do this you are the way shower in this particular case you are the one as are your companions who may be able to manifest this love in a way which has not been known or experienced by those who appear to be your adversaries go forth in that love and light you shall be victorious at this time we shall pass this contact to the one known as gary we are those of quo we are those known to you as the principle of quo we gratefully speak to this circle once again through this instrument in anticipation of exercising both him and ourselves in this experiment as it was spoken earlier dress rehearsal undertaking as you prepare to be of service in that format which you call your public meditations wherein this circle will open to those from outside the circle who will have questions upon their minds at this time we would ask if there's a query to which we may speak yes quote for the benefit of the recording i will just expand on what you were talking about in that question for the rest of this session are intentionally designed to test us as instruments in ways that receive questions that are beyond our conscious knowledge and also in receiving questions that you might not be able to answer because it would violate free will and have the experience of receiving those questions as instruments and so our intention is only to practice and become better instruments to serve and in that vein i would like to ask among our prominent political and public figures if you could give us a list of who the most polarized negatively or positively might be we are those known to you as quo and giggle at this question for were we to answer it it would be a not short list but we find ourselves wholly unable to identify for you those entities who may have chosen as your brothers and sisters that path known to you as the negative it is for the seeker to make such a discernment for themselves we may ask if there's another query at this time yes we have one from paul who asks in the raw contact dialogue of 4330 the correlation is made between the screening of electromagnetic radiation 
and the improvement of concentration, that being the will of the entity. In our current age of artificial electromagnetic supersaturation, we may be bathed in the energies from cell towers, Wi-Fi, telecom satellites, radar, radio, home appliances, smart devices at any given time. What is the general effect of all this? Not just on our concentrated will, but also on the health of our body and spirit complexes. Would Quo agree that there is a greater need for screening and or reducing EMF exposure at this time? Our entities incarnating now coming in wired, so to speak, with a higher tolerance and resistance for such man-made radiations. We are those of Quo, and have received your query, my brother, regarding these EMF frequencies, as you call them, which more and more saturate the atmosphere of your world. We would remind the seeker that even prior to the advent of your technologies, which are able to more and more manipulate and recreate the electromagnetic spectrum for your purposes, that you as biological entities are within the environment which receives various sorts of electromagnetic inputs from the sun, from the planet, from the cosmos, though your magnetic sphere does offer entities some protection from that which may be non-conducive to the viability of physical life. As to the net effect of such vibrations upon your planetary sphere toward their density, mind-body-spirit complexes, it can indeed create a sort of noise for the inner environment of the self to some degree. How these frequencies impact the self is unique to each entity, for there are various sorts of tolerances and allergies to such things, sensitivities and insensitivities. But as with any unique energetic configuration of the self, which responds well or unwell to external stimulus, it offers catalysts for the self which may facilitate learning and ex exercising patience and tolerance for the self and learning how to operate in harmonious dance with other selves and with the environment due to these unique configurations. Working with sensitivities or non-sensitivities, the entity is not prohibited, shall we say, from progressing due to the technologies that your peoples employ in their outer recreation of that inward journey toward connectedness, togetherness, and unity. The self may still learn to thrive upon a physical level, may still learn to find inward silence, balance, equanimity, and well-being on a mental level, and may still open that inward channel to the one which is in all things, through the spirit channel, whatever the EMF frequencies may be, so long as they are not weaponized for destructive purposes, which is also a possibility. We cannot speak generally to the health effects of such technologies, for they are diverse, and there are limitations of this instrument in being able to give language to such understanding. We would close in counseling a recognition that while some aspects of the material world are indeed inimical to health, as you would call this distortion of mind and body, and which are best avoided or protected from, ultimately nothing is foreign to the self. While it may appear that you exist in a reality of separation, the one true reality is that you and all things are one, and all things are manifestations of this one, including the technologies and their byproducts which you manifest in your illusion at this time upon your collective evolutionary journey to rediscover this one. May we ask if there's another query? Yes. This is actually another one from Paul who asks, In Hinduism, there is a solar deity or name of God called Rama or Ram. Is there a connection of identity between Ra of the Confederation and that which is called Rama to the Hindus? And I will add also that the Maori word for sun is Ra, so I'm wondering if 
that also as a part of the question and answer. We are those known to you as Quo and appreciate the presentation such a question, for it is indeed of a testing nature, and that there is indeed information which to an extent can be shared, but which exceeds at least the former comfort zone of this instrument. We can confirm some congruence to the root vibrational sound raw, and that which you understand to be your sun body. We of the Confederation, when asked for identification that you can interface with, choose a vibration that matches something of your own essence of being, that which is our unique flavor, you may say, as the vibration carries something in that regard. We, those known to you as Ra, are not one and the same with that form of being known to the culture which is not your own as Rama nor the, we believe the word was Maori's people's representation. There is a pattern of likeness which may yield fruit for consideration in seeking to understand these chords which vibrate the creation and alert intelligences which may represent or speak for aspects of that creation. There's always been a dance between those entities of your plane seemingly locked within a material realm, looking outward to a starry sky, and shall we say, higher or deeper intelligences which may respond as they are called those of Ra find companionship across the spectrum of manifested light and love and like you and like beings on all your planes have brothers and sisters whom to share in seeking and service at this time with the instrument thoroughly uncomfortable we will now transfer contact to the one known as Kathy we are those known to you as Quo we are those known to you as Quo. We are now with this instrument. Is there a query that you may have for us at this time? Yes, Quo. I have a question about the Ice Age. The start of the end of the last Ice Age began around 20,000 years ago and concluded around 11,700 years ago, which was just 700 years before the First Atlantean War, incidentally. My question is, did third density activity or third density consciousness play any part in contributing to the global climate dynamics that triggered the retreat of the ice sheets that covered much of North America and Europe. We thank you for this query, my brother. This query being outside the knowledge base of this instrument may be answered in a more general way, which we offer to you, which is to say that there is, in all eras and epochs of your space-time reality and third density, the constant mixing and intertwining dance, if you will, of the energies, mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, of the entities inhabiting your planet at any given time, and the energies of the planet itself. Such energies intertwine themselves to create the climate, the atmosphere, the intellectual and metaphysical environment in which the entities live. Everything upon the planet has an interdependency in its energy signatures. And so to answer your query in somewhat of a general fashion, we would say, if you will, that at the time of what you speak, the Ice Age beginning and ending, and the activities ongoing of the entities upon the planet at that time, yes, we would say that there would have been a mixture of energies between the entities and the planet itself. But beyond that, we may not be able to speak at this time. But we hope that this offers a preliminary glimpse into the subject, a most fascinating one of which you speak. Is there another query that we may respond to at this time? Yes, thank you, Quo. And thank you to this instrument as well for exploring together with us. I do have another question. In my earlier years, on the spiritual path, and only once in a blue moon nowadays, pun intended, I would see a tiny blue light manifest in my field of vision. I'm not even sure if light is the right term. It was something more. It was like a living color 
in geometric form that had clear boundaries that suddenly turned on, so to speak, and then turned off. It was always accompanied with a sense of wondrous, and it felt, I'm not sure how to say it, but pregnant with potential or meaning or invite even. Can you tell me the source of this phenomenon? We are those of Quo, and we are glad to have any and all queries from you, my brother. This one query has a certain specificity of time and place about which we cannot speak as to our inability to locate or pinpoint the exact experience of which you speak. However, we may broaden our response to the state that phenomena in general of which you speak involving glances of light of different colorations or portions of what you call on your planet the light spectrum do appear in the field of vision of many entities upon your planet. And such could be caused by what are called the phenomenon of the physics of light. And though they may seem to have a consciousness, perhaps, or an intention, and they may well, they may also be phenomena of a physical nature upon your planet involving the light spectrum. And so once more we would say, and we hope that there is a generosity of spirit in this instance, that we are not able to respond more specifically to your query. But assure you, that such phenomena do occur on your planet to many entities and are enjoyed by them for their beauty, for their inspiring of curiosity, for their prompting of activities of research upon the parts of entities who are experiencing such phenomena. But it is very difficult to say exactly in a helpful way what you are experiencing. And so we would encourage you to undertake a meditation upon this experience, going within to ask one's inner being more about what it was it was consisting of what the meaning of it would have been and or conducting a research upon your part to locate more information empirical information about such phenomena and that may answer your query more directly than we can at this time and we hope that this is a satisfactory response to your most interesting inquisitive question and we thank you we are those of quo we've been with this instrument and we now pass the contact to the one known as austin and we thank you we are quo and we are now with this instrument as we settle into our connection with this instrument, we would like to extend our appreciation to this circle for the conscious setting of the intention of such a gathering. For we join you with the intention of desiring to serve and improve upon our own service and such a practice as you have participated in this evening helps us to better understand our own role and nature in this dynamic known as vocal channeling. We share the joy in your hearts as it is also present in our hearts in this opportunity to serve together. At this time, may we ask if there is a query to which we may respond? Yes, there is. And I would like to extend my first gratitude to the previous instrument, Kathy. And then to this query, there is some backstory. The question won't come until the end. I can alert the instrument when there is a question, so he doesn't need to be concerned about absorbing the backstory. There is a mysterious and fascinating ancient archaeological site in Turkey, today known as Gobekli Tepe, that dates to between 9500 and 8000 BC. Like other ancient sites, it was built using megalithic stones, but unlike the other sites, it is much older. In fact, it is about 5,000 to 7,500 years older than Stonehenge and the Great Pyramid. Interestingly, Gobekli Tepe's construction and use roughly coincides with the 1,400-year period during which a series of wars destroyed Atlantis, according to Ra. Moreover, Ra indicated that the three positively-oriented groups who emigrated from Atlantis following the final destruction resettled in what is known today as Tibet, Peru, and Turkey. Now to the question. Was what we call Gobekli Tepe today created by Atlanteans and or their descendants? Also, why was it intentionally buried? We are, quo, and aware of the query, my brother, and 
appreciate the detail contained within the backstory behind such a query, for it informs not just the question itself, but those who may hear or read such a question. To speak directly to your group, we may say that there is a lineage that can be traced between the civilization known to you as Atlantis and the culture that created this monument known to you as Gobekli Tepe. To define this group as Atlanteans would not be quite accurate, but the influence of the migration of the Atlanteans upon cultures to the regions in which they traveled was involved in the creation of this temple, and in some ways was intended to memorialize what became a great legendary myth, not just to those who migrated, but to those who came into contact with those who migrated. For this was an intensely monumental meeting between very different cultures. To speak most simply as to why such a monument may be buried, it was so that such quality of the monument, not in the informational sense, but in the emotional and spiritual sense for what it represents, may be maintained throughout the ages and perhaps revealed to future generations so that they may experience the similar catalyst as was experienced by the cultures that joined as a result of the destruction of that civilization of Atlantis. Is there a further query, my brother? Oh man, I really want to follow that one up, but I've got another one short and simple. Will social strife and irreconcilable divisions in our country lead to widespread outward conflict or break this country apart? We are, quote, and we are aware of the query, my brother, and we appreciate the spirit underlying this query, for we recognize that it is constructed in a way to draw about a prediction of what may happen and what you see as your future. But we also can feel, not just in the questioner, but within your society at large, the nervousness and fear present among many of your peoples that may bring about such a curiosity of what the future can bring and cast a shadow upon the unknown. Indeed, we cannot speak directly to what will occur. The possibilities of your future are indeed infinite and contained within those infinite possibilities. Indeed, what you would recognize as a breaking apart or destruction of your society is possible. This could come from many different influences or angles, but we cannot speak more specifically to the what you would call percentage of this possibility and instead would prefer to speak more to the other possibilities that can be seen as hopeful and filled with the love and light of the Creator made manifest within your society. For the catalyst that has generated this uncertainty and fear underlying this question is indeed intended to cause each individual and each group and each culture within your society to reflect upon their own role within the society and how each individual may relate to others. With each moment that brings about uncertainty, there is a stronger and stronger call within each individual's heart to discover within the self that light and love of the Creator. And this catalyst may seem to become stronger and stronger so that it may have a greater and greater chance of drawing the attention of each individual to that heart of love and light. Because of this increasing intensity, we can understand the concern ourselves, but our overwhelming sense for you and your culture is that of hope. For we can see many things that you cannot and can recognize the influence of the coming energy of fourth density and the infinite presence of the one infinite creator within each becoming more and more available with that coming influence. While it is understandable and often appropriate to become aware of those things that trouble your society and seem to pull apart the fabric that binds you, it is ever more important to not lose sight of the bright, shining star of hope that the result of this process, the journey through this dark night of the soul of your society, will end in an awakening to a much more hopeful, bright, radiant, and loving experience upon your planet. 
We feel at this time this instrument is prepared to release this contact, and so we take leave of this instrument and transfer the contact to the one known as Jim for our parting words to this circle this evening. We are Quo, Jim Channeling. I am Quo, and once again with this instrument, we would like to thank each instrument that has participated in this very meaningful and necessary practice of becoming able to channel that which is of importance, that which is spiritual in nature, that which does not infringe upon free will and that which may be an inspiration, not only to those who read and hear these words, but also to those who channeled it. It is that feeling of appropriateness related to the inner seeking that each does as a portion of his spiritual journey that makes this kind of exercise most important. We congratulate each in making these choices and being able to feel and know the quality and necessity of certain discriminations. For yours, and our journey as well, is one which discriminates between that which is most helpful and that which is not. For at all times we move in harmony with the basic quality of the love and light of the one infinite creator that has made us all out of love and light. So our journey is a journey into the one and a journey with the one that is always with us. We thank each of you for your consciousness, your dedication, and your ability to expand your channeling natures. We shall at this time take our leave of this instrument and of this group. We leave you as always in the love and ineffable light of the one creator. We are known to you as those of Quo, Adonai, my friends, Adonai Vasu Boragas. So we have some interesting tidbits that we can pull from these channelings. In the world right now, in both Ukraine and Iran, we have authoritarian societies that are very, very troubling to watch, interpret when you watch the news. In Russia, people have no rights. In Iran, everybody's protesting. It's a real question. What do we do? What do we do when we are oppressed? When we can take up arms to fight, but then we become the oppressor? I think it's a spiritual question, and those of the highest density have to struggle with this. And sometimes Quo's response is frustrating and somewhat contradictory because they say when you move into uh, fourth and later fourth density that there is a battle between negative and positive, and there's a point at which that there has to be a response. But here they're saying, very much as they advise for negative entities, that you take this negative and you offer love and light. So this becomes important, offering love and light to your enemies, seeing the good in them, and that this has a transformative result. Does that resonate with you? Is there a way that we can do that? We send love to our enemies, our oppressors, and not become the oppressors ourselves. It's a genuinely legitimate and realistic concern. Now, the nature of this channeling is sort of a training session. It appears that LL Research is preparing to do a more public meditation where they're channeling and allowing people from the public to ask questions, which is an exciting thing. And I'm very excited to see where this turns. And so a lot of these are questions that are set up to be answered in a certain way. Sometimes when Quo is answering questions that they can't necessarily answer fully because they don't want to violate free will, sometimes within those, 
you'll find some glimmers of some interesting bits and pieces. We find out here that there was third density going on 12,000 years ago. There's a confirmation of Atlantis and that Gobekli Tepe was sort of a monument to Atlantis, perhaps at the time. So there is a relationship between entities like Ra and Rama and, and other entities because of the vibration, even though it's a little bit different. I find stuff like this fascinating. And I would have asked similar questions about Gobekli Tepe or Ice Age. And I know that I would have gotten similar responses. The raw material is a little more appealing because they ask and answer some specific questions like this. And they give a little bit more detailed information because of the nature of the channeling being that the channeler was unconscious. But they continually warned that if they were to continue asking questions like this, that the channel would leave, that the polarity of the channeling would leave. They want more infinite eternal questions that you could read a hundred years from now and that would resonate. And they're not specific to things that have happened in the past or necessarily revealing new information as you see in other channelings. And here we get this idea in the final question about social strife and what's happening in the world. And this is really an indication why Quo is a great channel because they're always trying to avoid getting into fearful predictions of the future. And even asking a fearful prediction of the future, Quo is trying to inspire hope, saying that all things are possible, but there's a hopeful future for us. And to me, that's one reason I resonate with the quote channelings. You can find all episodes of The Reality Revolution at therealityrevolution.com. I'm sending love and light to everyone that's listening. And welcome to The Reality Revolution. <laughs>